1: you doing? I'm a cat. I'm Pete Donaldson, the cat, and I'm ready to lick my paws. Uh, I'm with Luke Muir, who is also a cat. Uh, we are cat people uh, for the remainder of this show. It's a Thursday, uh, heading into the weekend. Cat day, obviously, being our favourite um, day of the week, being cats. <sniffs> what was that? What's purring? It's a horse. It's purring. It's a horse. I can't do
0: the rolled tongue thing.
1: Brrr. Yeah. What, is that what your cat does? Brrr.
0: No, do it without making a sound. Do it just with your... T- yeah, that's a purr. Purr.
1: You can't purr? (laughs) No. What? I can't. That is your... What? I can't do the thing with my tongue to make it go that. Do a purr. (laughs) That's what I can do. Purr. You can't do that. No. Magical. Ask me again. Can you do a purr? I
0: believe we've established that.
1: (laughs) As Alan Partridge would say. What a start to the show. Happy Thursday, Pete. I'm alright, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I haven't (laughs) asked you how you are yet. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of... uh, Look... Why are we recording but, these shows so early? Because you were showing best, off. Listen. The best players, the best players, they, they don't think about the control. They're all doing something else, all right? Yeah, okay. Automatic control, just know I'm in the room and then I'm off. How do you fit into that? Nuclear efficient. I'm already off. I'm off on a new uh, subject. A new tangent. New tangent, yeah. Um, when you quit your job at Absolute Radio, yeah.
0: because in your words, commercial radio is dead. Dead. Um, you suggested that then you would be able to do early shows? Yes. It's a what, Monday, isn't it? What's happened? It's a Monday, though, It's a it? Thursday, Pete. For the purpose of this show, it's a fucking Thursday. All oh,
1: right, yeah, but it's a Monday, does not it? We recorded on a Monday, yeah, but well, it's a Thursday show. I know. Don't tell everyone everything. Give, leave a bit to their imagination. Well, then, on a Thursday, I could do an early record, because I'm, I'm into the the the, the hustle. Well, what hustle have you been doing shows? on the weekend that's made you so tired on a Monday? I went to Southampton. Oh, yeah, you already said. All right, fair enough. I watched enough. the She Believes Cup match you? between England and Japan, and I had to look at Phil Neville's face. That's enough to, that's like eating a, a teaspoon of uranium, looking at Phil Neville's face, a man who's managed to just fail upwards in life. Do you remember
0: the brilliant thing about Phil Neville when he first started doing co commentary and someone once observed. Well,
1: that was, I thought he was just first doing coke. No, so, no. someone once. <laughs> I'd a... like to see a bit of that.
0: Someone once observed that he sounded like he was recording his commentary in a cupboard and he didn't want to wake up his neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't unhear it. He was just like, <laughs> well, they've
1: done really well there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um, anyway, Peter, as it's Monday, mm. uh, and this is a Thursday show, Thursday, yeah, yeah. and we've confused our listeners already, I'm not going to ask you how your week's been, All right. because that's, that's a lie. All right. Um, but what I am going to say to you is, we got inundated, absolutely inundated... inundated with um, emails and tweets and everything about this is Democracy Manifest.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about the, the show and podcasts in general. Um, when you've got a bit of a thread or a trope, yeah. when something happens with that trope, um, it's really hard to get work done <laughs> because everybody sends you it. And we're very appreciative. Well, because there's been an update.
0: The yeah. man who is known on this show as Julian Assange. I thought he um, died.
1: I thought he died that Well, guy. this is the
0: interesting thing about mm. it. So, I mean, you're going to need to have at least be on nodding terms with this show to understand this but I'm going to assume that you do when I this say
1: This Democracy Manifest That guy You
0: could probably press the button couldn't you? Yeah
1: If, if, if I'd it, yeah, i would labelled it Yeah you haven't labelled
0: it properly yeah, no. so that's, that's fine <laughs> That's Siri Hallowell mama,
1: mama, mama. That's no, O-Town so, chef, telling... No Hey you No
0: Farmer So first step That's the fart is guy to
1: find the right position for you Put your hands down and lower your chest to the ground Just do that and pretend. Chen- that's the Chris sound. The problem appears... That's the posh got at the airport. we haven't got. Yeah. No,
0: that's it! Huh? I Sorry,
1: basically. No. Nope. Simon Le Bon. Just endlessly, uh, there's, a- there's a lot of clips. What is the charge? There we go. Eating a meal, A succulent Chinese meal. So that guy, yeah, the best oh, arrest oh, la- ever, the famous Slap's idiot. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so someone uh, professed to have found him a while ago. Mm. Said he's a he's a Hungarian Australian guy. Yeah, he got busted for doing two hundred like odd yep. skipping restaurants without paying the mm-hmm. bill. He's also a, a chess master. Blah blah blah. Mm. That was kind of oh, that mystery's
1: been solved. Then I thought it was like an I thought it was like an actor and the two camera thing. That was my thing.
0: no, it wasn't. It mm, was def right. it was definitely a natu- natural thing, but. Okay. It wasn't actually that guy. They f a sports betting company in Australia found um the guy, the proper guy. Mm. Um and um he he wasn't the um the Hungarian emigrant or the um chess or the chess master or whatever. It was this, just this Australian <clears throat> Australian guy um who who found it and he's appeared in the music video for an Australian punk band, the Chats, who were really good. Uh, I actually quite like them. I was really pleased to see that. Uh, anyway, so it's interesting because he's been discovered, uh, and there's he, looks, a, he looks great. He lo- he looks like uh, he hasn't missed a step. It's like a it's like a little. Oh, I haven't got it plugged in, but there's a little um, short uh, interview with him on on the on the internet. Mm. Um, he sounds great. He
1: looks great. I, I can't believe because that clip looks really really old, and it is really really old. And I can't believe the guy. He it looks like he's just grown a beard. <laughs> that's his, that's yeah. the that's the net result of like twenty years of uh, of doing what he does.
0: Apparently, he was called um, Cecil George Edwards.
1: I remember him. Cecil, George, yeah, mm. yeah, interesting.
0: So, he, so thanks very much for everyone to get yeah. in touch with
1: that, um, Pete. You are going to do your own dine and dash sometime soon, right? No, have, uh, have I ever done it? I did uh, once in the uh, on the island of Jeju near uh, Korea. Um, I was uh, me and a friend Craig were uh, playing darts and sinking a few. Cold ones, um, and <laughs> he uh, means had a means beers, had uh, for three or four, and then uh, we retired to our Airbnb. Uh, and then the next day, I came back to the same place, and she, this woman just ran over and went, "You did not pay your bill last night." Oh, really? And I was you just like, forgot. And imagine, I, you know, what I'm like, yeah, I over, Oh my god, I you'd have been so awkward. I, I overpay for things. I tip heavily because of um, like, the things I've done in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah it's just, it was just uh, I felt awful um, so I dined and dashed on that night I drank by accident I darted and dashed <laughs> have you ever done
0: um, have you ever done um, a thing where you, you sat in a restaurant for so long that you've forgotten that you've still got to pay it and you yeah. just get to go
1: and you? so I guess that was like, like that right but it was just writ large yeah a lot of my meals are uh, paid for by other people yeah because people like to wine and dine me so I just assume that someone else is going to foot the bill.
0: Where is that come from? I
1: don't know. <laughs> Where has that come from?
0: Here's a story, Peter, that um, you will bloody well love. In fact, when I first saw it, I thought of you instantly. Mm. For a couple of reasons. You'll see why. Uh, Mark Busby sent me this story.
1: Mark Busby, babes, he always makes, makes me cry. Thinking of the teams of years gone by. I used to love that song when I was a kid.
0: He's out emailed here. in about doctors warning people not to put frozen potatoes in their anus.
1: That would be problematic because the crystals would uh, start to freeze the anus. Doctors
0: have issued a warning right. against putting frozen potatoes in your anus. This comes as an increasing number of hemorrhoid sufferers
1: have reportedly taken to the internet oh. to seek
0: alternative solutions to their problem that would be instead soothing. of
1: consulting their doctor. That would be soothing, but problematic you imagine yeah
0: apparently uh, it's, it's been going around the internet because the internet is a fucking cesspit <laughs> these days shut it down yeah shut um, it down. The, inserting frozen potatoes into your anus for 30 minutes is the answer mm. um, so one article claims you need to peel a raw potato cut it into thin slices like you do for french fries put the slices into the freezer and wait until they are frozen Insert the frozen potato slice in your anus and leave it inside for thirty seconds. Repeat the process for three to five days. The next three to five days, leave the slice inside for thirty seconds more each time. You're making it up as you go along.
1: Get get a frozen pad rather than like something that you can actually freeze, rather than you know, like a wipe clean kind of plastic. Um, kind of like like a frozen patch that you would use to like alleviate like muscle pain. Bind that up and then put that up your bum. Don't use a potato because there's starch and the it would start. It's not going to gonna stay it,
0: frozen for long. It's a thin slice anyway. But, but,
1: but the, the the water vapor on on the side or the, or even just because it's just a big ball of water, isn't it? It's very watery and starchy. Yeah. And those proteins and those water, that frozen water is just gonna um it's just gonna do damage to the cells of your bloody hemorrhoids. Well, the doctors are the in idiots. They're always chipping off on right, these okay, bloody I'm doctors. Oh experts. no, at all had enough for them. We done a medical school. Yeah, I can't, can't deal with real life. I'm, I'm going I'm to take ten years off. Yeah, and then I'm going to do twelve-hour shifts because I don't like the life. I love the idea. I don't like sleeping.
0: Love the idea. Cocking my leg up on the doctor's table, getting mm. a frozen potato, shoving it out my bum while screaming in the face of a doctor. University of life, mate. <laughs> University of life. The doctor said there is no medical evidence that putting frozen potatoes inside the anus can help cure piles. So I would urge caution to anyone thinking of doing it. Only urging caution. Yeah. Not telling them not to do it. Yeah, proceed um,
1: with caution. Piles often go
0: away on their own after a few days, but there are some tried and trusted ways to keep them at bay. Drink plenty of fluids, going against the Donaldson mantra. Um, maintain a fibre-rich diet, going against the uh, Donaldson mantra. And having regular warm baths. Do you have regular warm baths? Don't have a
1: bath. Again, going in, you, are the, you are the dictionary definition, definition of a man of who a man could man get piles. Risking I, Piles and hemorrhoids, they're the same things. Yeah, I believe right. so, yeah. It's kind of just um, just bits of your uh, canal just in getting inflamed, isn't it? I and think it's pop, a. Good, uh, isn't, it, isn't it a. Um, it pop out? I think it's a uh, inflamed blood vessel, is it not? Mm. Yeah. So, so why do they need so many blood vessels? Because that's why they put drugs up your bum, isn't it? Um, suppositories and the like. Um, is it? Just, yeah, because there's a lot of blood vessels, so it's really easy to get in your bloodstream. Are we quickly. getting into
0: the old disclaimer territory here?
1: Well, didn't, who used to blow cocaine up people's bombs? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Like th- because it, it's just really easy to because it gets straight into your, in your bloodstream really quickly. Right, it's a rush. What a rush! <laughs> oh, Jake the Snake's, uh back in uh, wrestling, is he? Yeah, he's, look, he's he's got an he's got an undercut he must like be me. So old. He's got an undercut like me. Yeah, but the the thing with Jake the Snake, he was never an amazing wrestler, but my god, he could do the mic stuff. He's so chilling. Absolutely, he's 64 years old. Absolutely, yeah, because he
0: looks like an old. Granddad,
1: yeah, watching, watching, Jake snake, watching Jake the Snake at the height of his alcoholism, uh, rolling around on the floor uh, with a, uh, using his snake—I forget his name—as uh, a penis—is uh, an image that will stay with me for a long time. Uh, hashtag, listen to wrestle me. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm just looking. At a, I'm just looking at a photo of him now from
0: two days ago. Yeah.
1: He sort of dyed his hair as well. He's not too bad on the mic. He's looked a lot worse
0: on the mic. He looks like he's got up to say something at an AA meeting.
1: <laughs> if he's been in enough AA meetings. He's had he's had demons. He's had demons. Oh, he has. I've seen beyond the mat. It's absolutely chilling. Speaking of putting potatoes up your bum, he used to put um, uh, the, the the snake at the, in the fridge. Why in the mini bar? Because it just calms them down, doesn't it? Just because uh, they can go into... Like, oh, because they're cold blooded. Mm, so yeah. you just stick them in the freezer. Calms them down. You never need to calm a snake down or euthanise a tortoise, put them in the freezer.
0: I don't think, I don't think, like a wrestler, I know it was like the 80s, but I don't think a wrestler travelling all around the US mm. with a questionable attitude to substances yeah. should be travelling with a pet snake.
1: Cork will be wearing his macaw. Yeah, all that. <laughs> that should also not be happening. It's a gimmick that, all right, you can enjoy the first couple of days. It off. Looks good, yeah. Yeah, but then you're like, I've got to take this to bar store. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to take this to Ch- 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 Chattanooga. Is it Chattanooga? Yeah, that's is in, that place? Yeah, yeah. In, I think it's in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, what have we learnt here? Do not put a frozen snake or macaw up your bum if mm-hmm. you've got piles. No, you never. You never
1: suffer from piles. No, frozen. No, never. Frozen snakes would probably. Frozen neck up your bum would probably work better. Shape. Shape. Shape of it. And also the water. It's not. Wouldn't be as watery. It wouldn't um, freeze the ice. You wouldn't get icicles up your bum. You wouldn't get ice. <sighs> yeah. It's all gone a bit kind of. Weird, isn't it? (laughs) Should we take a break?
0: Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some emails.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. Another great Mikesman. Yeah. Another great Mikesman. Uh, if you'd like to get to the show, it's uh, hello at LoganPeachShow.com. It is. Have you got an email there, Peter? Uh, I have, sorry. <laughs> I was reading the email address out, so I thought you were. All like right, well, I, can, you I, I can do
0: one. I've got one here. All right. I've got one from Darren. who's responded to an earlier piece of homework which was I thought I was going to die when When? Mm. Um, and he says I found myself standing in a Derbyshire field in the pitch black pissed with the sickly malty taste of nine pints of Brooklyn lager in my mouth all swelling around my stomach and I was up to my knees in freezing mud with the sound of a galloping panting horse circling me Oh, wow.
1: How's that happening?
0: Pretty full on, right? Yeah. Without even the comfort of the light from my phone because of a dead battery. <laughs> or coat. Yeah. No excuse, he says. All out of, all out of uh, options here. He says, to cut a long story short, number one, unplanned pints after work. Number two, last train home, last train home to a semi-rural location. <laughs> number three, shortcut through a field. Yeah. Number four, you know the rest. Angry hours. <laughs> With visions of regional news reporters standing in a field... Where I died, telling of the dangers of spooked horses and drunken shortcuts. I eventually got home about an hour later after climbing over a wall into someone's garden, smashing the roof of a rabbit hut, and setting off the sensor, which seemed like after 15 minutes in total darkness, trying not to get eaten by a horse, the world's most powerful floodlight, <laughs> I ended up about 100 yards from where I started before the doomed shortcut. I'll never take a shortcut through a field again. Keep up the good work, lads. Darren. That's horse, frightening. That,
1: is, uh, that genuinely gives me chills. It's
0: also a very stupid way to
1: die as well. <laughs> isn't it? Well, yeah, because he'd just knock you over and then... I mean, he would just knock you over and then that would be out. It's not... It would stamp on you or anything, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't be ideal. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, have you ever done anything like that? I had a Brooklyn Lager last night. Did you? I, I had one. I had one bottle of Brooklyn lager in the fridge you know, and I a drink at home but I was like what a depressing that's scene that's going that's going
0: was it out of 10 in terms of depressing scenes how bad was it
1: Nah, it was alright it was alright um, but uh, yeah I, I don't know like at all it just reminds me of like the unpredictability we used to have a uh, walk into school we used to take a shot through a horse's field and it was very much the horse's field sometimes there'd be three horses in there sometimes there'd be only one horse uh, but all of the time they'd always take a run at you when I used to that, um, it's very thrilling very thrilling way to start a day's education yeah, I think it's really kind of a,
0: it's a very northern story that you've told me that before, and I can't really mm. think of. Mind you, there were quite a few fields in the couple in the two towns or villages along from where I lived.
1: Did you never Did you ever have um, like uh, kind of um, travelling folk who would have like yeah. a council house, but they'd have a horse in the front of their garden? No, that would happen
0: quite a lot. No, mm. there were travellers used to come to town and and yeah. and rock up and pitch um, in like a field or whatever, but they would mm. never sort of. Have a council it's, house. It's, it's static <laughs> homes, yeah. But the um the thing I was gonna say was when I I used to go out with a girl from the West Country mm. and when we go and visit her parents, we would go for walks. And her parents were very kind of serious walkers, knew all the public footpaths, knew the rights of way and all mm. the rest of it. And and I'm not an expert on this in this particular field, excuse the pun, but There are public footpaths that are like, the public have a right of way down, no matter where they are kind of thing. And if someone's built a fence, you can just climb over the fence. Mm. Or if someone's built a house and it's part of their garden, you can just walk straight through. (laughs) And it causes a lot of problems in the countryside as far as I know. But anyway, it happens. And I remember once going for a walk um, and uh, we're going through these fields, public footpaths, et cetera. And um, we went over this style to go into a field. And there was a gigantic bull in the field. Wow. Right. And they're just walking through it, and I was thinking, I mean, if this if this ball decides to go for it, I'm, one of, one of us is dead. I'm wearing an Arsenal shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it, was,
0: it was. It was. Apparently, the red thing is a is a, um, is a myth it's as a well. Myth, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I mean, you walk past and at one point, we're only about six feet away from this ball, mm. and it's just there eating the grass, whatever.
1: Do you not think that uh, big uh, ring for its nose, d- like a cartoon? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Something to grab all of, eh? Yeah. I don't know what I mean by no, that.
0: No, no. <laughs> would you be frightened in that situation? Uh, yeah, As a I, would city be very, dweller. I would
1: be very concerned, but also I think, um, I think maybe our images of bulls are uh, wild, wildly uh, wide of the mark because, you know, we only see bulls kicking the fuck off and yeah. smashing up China shops, which yeah. has never happened. No. <laughs> How does I was believing get in there. I know, I know. But uh yeah, I I like I, I like that story. I like that very much. Just what, that kind of like white hot fear of going, "Oh. What did, what does Darren
0: that? think's going to happen with the horse? He's, he's he's up to his knees in frozen mud. Yeah. Then the horse is galloping around him. What's the horse doing? The horse is probably fairly thinking, "What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. What's it going to do to you? He's trying
1: to escort you out of the field because it knows that you Ten sheets to the wind. probably saying, get on my back. <laughs> get on I'll, my back. Out, yeah. To ride me out Get my back and ride riders home. I told you my best mate Jimmy got
0: bitten by a horse, didn't yeah. I? It's, to be fair, so it could be dangerous. <laughs> uh, you know, am I wrong to to think that when I see a, a video of a bull fight, hmm. am I wrong that I like it when the bull jumps up into the crowd and hits some people? I like it when the, the, the horns
1: absolutely go the fuck out of the block and just it. Same, yeah. Like right, right, th- right up through the diaphragm. Yeah, right through into the lungs. One got it right up the bot bot, <laughs> which is a more extreme treatment for piles. <laughs>
0: there's well, there's a
1: famous picture of one getting right up the bum. Yeah, look, he, he, he's earned the right to be there. I would say
0: the bull. If you're gonna get there, if you're gonna get into a ring with a bull, mm. one, it's on you. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna sort of um, tip the odds, so you've got a couple of weapons or whatever, mm. and you're and you are they our weapons? I think they have they have spikes sticking into the back, don't they? Into the back of the ball? Yeah, that's they do it. And they kill it at the end, but the coup de grace at the end, don't they? It's grim. (laughs) It's grim. That's why. um, That's why that um, the um, the sun also rises. That Hemingway novel is so good Mm. because it's it's nothing happens in it really apart from they go to a lot of bullfights and get pissed. And I hate bullfighting, but it's so good. It's still such a good read. Right. It's amazing. And like for 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 a book to be about a, a subject that I genuinely find abhorrent and still really enjoy reading it. It's, mm. a, it's a testament to it, I think. And that's, and that's the review he's asked could ba- me. It's
1: <laughs> the book of the week. It's my book of the week. It says book of the week. Right, do well, your email. Joe Bartlett. There's been a lot of talk recently about uh, uh, the livery, uh, enjoyable um, uh, bath beer. Bath beer. Oh, yeah. Um, well, today I came across this hotel in Prague, which takes the bath beer to the next level. The bath itself has two taps, obviously hot and hot gold, uh, but also... It has an extra tap pouring unlimited fresh beer from the brewery that is attached to the hotel.
0: Whoa. Whoa. It's pretty cool.
1: Uh, I've never been, but I would be more than happy to uh, head on a fact-finding mission on behalf of the show. Just let me know where to send the expense form. Cheers, Joe. Imagine getting dehydrated because your skin gets um, all wrinkly, doesn't it? Yeah. On your your fingertips. What would happen if you got really dehydrated? (laughs) Yeah. Would that level out? Would you be, just not be, get that because you're be, so dehydrated? Be ironic, wouldn't it? It would be ironic. Um, would
0: I, was be ironic. In, I was in um, Germany a weekend or two ago, and um, in that particular part of Germany, it's not the big steins of beer. They have these really grumpy mm. waiters at all these bars, and they bring you small beers, right? And they're really rude. Who, I don't know why like, it's traditional. But they're rude. Who, who's this? I was. I was just in Germany. Oh right. Yeah. In, what, what, in is it traditional? Uh, they're rude. Yeah, apparently they're just they're just they're just known for being kind of quite brusque. <laughs> and the reason they bring you small beers is because they get paid per beer. Okay. But I think they take a they take a, like a self employed stance on the um, on the waiting of the tables. Mm. And if they spill a beer, for example, they right. they have to pay for it. Right. And their, their job is to get you for as many beers
1: as possible, and they mm. get because they get paid by beer. Interesting. Yeah. But the, I've, I don't know
0: how it works in Prague,
1: but I've never heard of a bar with a beer pump in it. That's great. Have you ever been to a? Um, it was like it's like a theme pub. Um, I think it's got like Dave's or Alan's Last Resort uh, in America, and they're all over the place. And they are basically uh, it's like a family restaurant, right? Uh, where you go slash drinking establishment where all of the staff are the rudest people and that's the thing that's the, uh, that's, right. the, that's, the that's the that's the trope that's the oh, I've heard about this uh, you're just getting insulted right you just get insulted constantly just calling your tit and not and, <laughs> and, and, uh, I think I've maybe told this story on the podcast before uh, but there was a family uh, enjoying a meal and uh, you they, they would they would make little hats out of the um, like these massive serviettes and they'd draw like an insult on the hat and they'd put the good you fucking prick yeah, and they'd and they'd and they'd put the fucking prick hat on your head and uh I was watching one family getting uh, this treatment, and uh, <laughs> this book wrote, this waiter was being really rude, because that's the thing, um, wrote, uh, uh, you are flat-chested, <laughs> and put it on the head of a, couldn't have been older than a 14-year-old girl. That is it outrageous. It was the worst bit of behaviour I have ever seen, and I think about it a lot. Yeah. It was... The worst bit of behaviour I have ever seen from a man. At what
0: point does a man does a manager say, Right, we need to <laughs> sit down with him. and he's like Dial I it, don't, down. I don't Dial it the,
1: down. I don't know what the boundaries I are. What, like, I don't know what the rules are in. Dial it down. Yeah. Dial it down. You
0: told me to be as offensive as I could. <laughs> it's like he's like putting um it's like going there Statistically, you, uh, with three of you we'll get cancer. Yeah, yeah, or um what have you written on mine? I've written that uh, both your parents are dead. <laughs> you know, it, where, where did you draw the line? That's the key point. So if you go in there, tempting to say if you go in there, you deserve everything you get. Yeah. But with children, it's a bit different. It
1: is. It yeah. is. it was. He, his, uh, baro- his clearly his barometer for how old people were was off, and what? that's the, not a great stage. Also, not great
0: training for a job at another restaurant, is it? <laughs>
1: no, no. You have to just basically just rotate around there, isn't it?
0: Good evening, and uh, fuck you.
1: <laughs> oh sorry old job they yeah. weren't like that it was just like it's kind of like uh, alright what do you pricks want wow <laughs> it was like oh, can we have two beers please you, I think, yeah you'd, I might fucking get round to it you might like that I think you'd like it yeah
0: because you don't like people making a fuss do you
1: no well, no, but that's the problem. They do make a fuss. They constantly insult oh, you. Oh, right, yeah. Where are you fucking pricks from? Ah, you fucking limeys. Limeys, is that thing? Yeah, limeys? yeah, yeah, yeah. If I always
0: get, forget. Probably get tedious, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, we'll squeeze one more email in from Pete from Wrexham, who emailed in a week or so ago, and he yes. says, uh, listening to the most recent episode, when you set the homework, I was instantly transported back to one of the scariest and most embarrassing moments of my adult life. I thought I was going to die when... Uh-oh. On holiday with a couple of mates back in Malia in 2002. Malia. If, for, those, for the avoidance of doubt, that is where the first In Inbetweeners movie is set, which tells you everything you need to know.
1: Malia is one of those places that I rarely hear of because don't, people don't go there anymore. Is it a thing
0: anymore today? No. Yeah. Um, to, my uncle used to live in Crete and I had to drive through Malia at once and it was horrendous. Anyway, he says, we went on a cruise to a smaller island near Crete. So, holiday in Malia, 2002, him and his pals on a cruise to a smaller island near Crete. What a sedate affair, said Pete. Not a booze cruise by any means. However, the previous night, we'd been out drinking and working our way through the cocktail list at one of the bars just off the main strip. I'm not and never have been a big drinker, but as a younger man, I often went past my limits. You sound just like me, Pete. Uh, that night, I didn't feel too bad and we all went to sleep fairly early to get up in time for the cruise. All was going well until we stopped at a tranquil bay to jump off the top of the boat and have a little swim. I joined my mates up top and dutifully waited my turn. I happily jumped in but then things went wrong. Upon hitting the water, my arms and legs instantly cramped up. I resurfaced and then realised that somehow I jumped off the wrong side of the boat and there was no one nearby to help. As panic and realisation set in, I somehow made it back to the boat and reached up to some beading that ran around the hull. In excruciating pain, I pulled myself around the boat and after what felt like hours, (it was probably only five minutes, I made it to the lab and was helped back up by a couple of good Samaritans. When I told my two pals about my terrifying ordeal, they mercilessly took the piss not only for the rest of the holiday, but every time we've met up since, too. For nearly 18 years, my nowhere-near-death experience is brought up on our catch-ups. Uh, love the show. Keep keep up the good work, Pete. That would be really frightening.
1: What, I'm going to side with,
0: with Pete from Wrexham here.
1: <clears throat> what, did he you jump in the water and his, his arm's just cramped up? Arms and legs. Right. That's, that's not an idea, is it? No. i remember like the really... gingerbread man.
0: It sounds terrifying and it also reminds me of a time when I was walking, I might have told this before, but I was walking home from school and there's a group of kids in front of us who were bullying another kid mm. and they, was, they didn't stop until he had two dead arms and two dead legs. So he couldn't <laughs> actually get up. Nice. And at the time you were like, oh, that's quite funny. Now, horrific. Definitely, Her- horrific.
1: Because I mean, that's, like, that's, when I go at the barbers, they do that, they sort of uh, hit your arms. They put your arms out and pull on your fingers and then... Give they you, just don't give, like you. Give your arms a good beating. Do
0: they cut your hair? Nah. nah. <laughs> See okay. you later. Do you... 20 quid, get no. out. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant alright let's wrap up uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch thank you to Pete from Wrexham and all the other people who've got in touch over the last week it's been Pete great to hear Crete. from you uh, yeah Pete and Crete uh, we'll be back on Monday with some more of this nonsense um, let's stick with the current homework you thought you were going to die when yeah um, what else have we got here text your parents or grandparents ask them what they think the worst thing about you is <laughs> uh, and um, tell us the most interesting encounter you've had with a telemarketer he's Pete I'm Luke we'll see you on Monday
1: bye